You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's WWE main event after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE main event after show. That's right. It is the main event after show. The music is blaring. We are brought to you by Bing. Bing is for doing. And tonight we are doing another WWE main event after show. Welcome, everybody. I am professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg, holding down the fort, but as always, not doing it by my lonesome. Across the desk from me, I got my buddy, Mr. Cameron Cash. Hey, everybody. I got my Cafe Robusta, a.k.a. my Dark Ghost Coffee, energized tonight to give you a marvelous show. And we are very energized because Kari Takei is back with us. We missed her last week. I missed you guys, too. Our fans missed you as well. We're happy that you're here. The whole gang is here today, so we can talk about WWE's main event for the week of March 27th, hailing from Hershey, Pennsylvania. We are so close to the road to WrestleMania. It's not even funny. The excitement <laughs> is killing us. And, and you know, and kind of exemplified that on this episode of Main Event, because normally we have three matches, but there was only two this week, and, you know, maybe a one or two more recaps than we normally would, would see, because we're billing up for that, for that huge, huge show. Um, but, I mean, you know, I still think overall it still worked out for it being, you know, that we're, we're on the buildup for it. And all of a sudden, you know, main event, we get things rolling. We're waiting for that normal commentary intro of Michael Cole and The Miz. Uh-uh. But, but all of a sudden, when that vignette ended, boom! The fire goes and out comes one half of the tag team champions, Kane. And he's being accompanied by his partner, Daniel Bryan. We got, we got Kane in action on main events. The big red machine. It was great to see him wrestling tonight with... Who did he wrestle? Uh, he happened to wrestle the United States champion, Antonio Cesaro. So, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, Kane gets to the ring, does his whole fire intro. Daniel Bryan gets to sit in on commentary, which is always a plus. I always enjoy hearing him talk. Yeah, it was good. I like watching him promote his, support his buddy. Support his buddy, true. promote his beard, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, true. And, you know, and then Antonio Cesaro comes out, and Cesaro's got a microphone up on, you know, on the stage. It's like, okay, I, I enjoy hearing Cesaro talk. I'm curious what he, you know, what he's got to say. And, you know, he, he gets on the microphone and says, you know, since I've been telling you how much better Switzerland is than America, you know, let me show you by bringing some culture in this cultureless society. So we're all kind of thinking, it's like, all right, is he going to speak maybe some more Swiss or, I don't know, maybe have some, like, some video thing of, of something, you know, see what kind of idea he has with it. I was intrigued. And then he starts to yodel. Yodel. And you did it better than him. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, oh, <laughs> oh know, come on, Corey. That I'm was sorry. pretty good. I, I mean, initially, I wasn't enjoying the yodeling, but I kind of started liking it, and it kind of grew on me throughout the match. It was kind of random. It's a new <laughs> shtick, but... I am shocked right now. I, I want... Like, we were watching in the back. I was trying to throw things at the TV, and you guys were holding me back. I was like, why is he doing this? I'll tell you when I started liking it, when you saw his tongue flickering back and forth. Uh, <laughs> where, do you get, where are you going with that here? I don't know. Here? I mean, you're, there's an effort For, there. I don't know. Women this... appreciate effort. And it's TVPG. Anyways. <laughs> but I, I, I just want to say real quick, Mr. Rosenberg, I totally agree with you on this one. And I know it's kind of weird we're agreeing nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Well, we're agreeing, and, and Kaori's disagreeing with us, which is, which is the odd part. But Antonio Cesaro, he's like the Swiss Kurt Angle. And to see him yodeling in, it's like, who came up with this idea? Why? Yeah. Should, we haven't even seen him booked at WrestleMania yet. He doesn't have a Mania match yet, and all of a sudden, he comes out, and it's almost like they're trying to make him comical. Now, hopefully okay. this was just a one-time thing, maybe to try it out, but... When you got a guy, he's got to be at least 6'5", 6'6", 
you know, we all talk about like pound for pound, maybe the strongest guy in the WWE and just a phenomenal wrestler. He's your United States champion. And you do, I mean, this is something that would be saved for, you know, like our truth a little Jimmy type deal. Right. Do you guys feel like it's demasculizing him? Yes. Absolutely. I th- wow. Yeah, I thought it was like. I think the whole little Jimmy storyline for our truth is totally destroyed, kind of like destroyed his career right now. Kind of just like simmered down real bad. But I don't, I don't get it. Cesaro, he's now the new master of the European uppercut, and now they're turning him into a yodeling freak show. I know, and, and you know, it's interesting because you know this was planned because throughout the whole match, Michael Cole was bringing up all these random facts about <laughs> yodeling and Switzerland. And, and Miz even brought up, like, you know, at the beginning of the match, saying, you know, well, you know, like the yodelers, they tend to yodel to, like, you know, herd the sheep. And, you know, maybe Cesaro's doing this to try to herd what he feels is the sheep being the WWE universe. So, like, they're trying, they're trying, like, so hard to make the yodeling sound like, hey, there's a legitimate reason behind this. But, like, we've never seen that out of Cesaro before. You know, like, okay, because the yodeling, how he came out and he was talking about making people more cultured. I didn't think that that was relevant to yodeling, but the yodeling itself was fun. I thought it was cool. Do you want an intimidating United States champion to be fun, though? If he came to the studio and he yodeled, how would you feel? If he if he yeah. walked in the studio, I would be intimidated <laughs> because he is huge. I've met him before. He is a he he's big. Like yeah. like and I said, like six five six six and oh hey, and so can Steve. So can I mean Steve. I mean he Cesaro could probably lift all three of us at once. <laughs> and I would not be surprised at that. Cesaro's a marvelous athlete. I'm actually kind of sad he's not like in a in a big match at WrestleMania. Well, well remember a few mm-hmm. weeks ago he lost to Sankara on main event, and I was talking about you know there might be the chance of them maybe giving Sankara a yeah. match with him because they decided to end the Miz thing with Cesaro, and all of a sudden he lost to Sankara. But then the following Raw, Sankara got a severe concussion from Jack Swagger, so he's on the shelf again. So that kind of ruined. Like if they were thinking of doing that. That obviously backtracked that, and then it was like, all right, well, we got absolutely nothing for Cesaro now. Now, we've just had him. You know, he's re- he wrestled Del Rio on Raw, uh, you know, a champion there. He's wrestling another champion here on main event. They, they pretty much have SmackDown and Raw yeah. to suddenly give him a match. If not, then he's got, I mean, if they end up doing like a battle royal and a pre-show like they've done in years past, he'll end up in that. But otherwise, he's left off the card, which is just a damn shame. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. So let's get into this match. Yes, we will because you know it was a solid. It was solid. It was very long match of two, you know two big men. It's interesting watching Cesaro wrestle a man larger than him because we haven't really seen too much of that. And obviously, Kane is a bigger guy than him. Um, you know, and Cesaro, like I said, he even looked you know tiny to compared to him. Um, Kane starting out with his power does a big suplex from the apron, get things going. But then Cesaro starts coming back with a couple. Um, couple shots onto the shoulder. Kane, you know, got hit into the into the post, and then also um, he did. Um, Kane was holding on the ropes, and then Cesaro jumped off the second rope, did a double stomp on the arm, which I thought looked looked great. And then you know, when, and around that time, we went to our first commercial break of this match. That's why I said first. <laughs> and we come back, and the camera's right on Cesaro yodeling. I mean, again, it's just like they're really putting this over. And then Cesaro would. But but I mean, you know, we we try to ignore that to get into the wrestling. But, you know, I got to so, ask. Yeah. I got to ask Corey. Corey, do you think it makes him more attractive doing the yodeling? It, it doesn't. I mean, it's it's fun, but it's not like, wow, he's more attractive. He's already attractive. So are you going to start yodeling if it does, Cameron? You damn right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go to the like the jewel and Antonio Cesaro school of yodeling. Because those are the only people I know in any type of mainstream that actually attempt to yodel. <laughs> so that, that that was my extent of yodeling knowledge right there. Um, Kane, you know, makes makes a comeback with a couple clotheslines, hits his big sidewalk slam only for a two count. Kane goes up to the top rope for his top rope clothesline, but as you mentioned, you know, a little earlier, Cesaro, like the master of the European uppercut, does a counter with hitting him with the uppercut from the top rope. Looked great. Fantastic. And, you know, and then, you know, from there, we get our second 
commercial break in this match. We're this they're they're stretching this match out. They're giving this match yeah. a lot of time. A lot of a lot of submissions, a lot of wrest holds, a lot of holds on the arm and shoulder by Cesaro in this match to really prolong it because they mm-hmm. you know obviously knew, okay, we need this match to go 20, 25 minutes. So we're gonna you know, we're gonna do a lot of a lot of um you know, technical wrestling, a lot of a lot of rest holds. It also highlights Cesaro's uh, excellent in-ring uh, capabilities and uh, ring psychology. It it does, and and you know, and then we we come back and we want to think about all that ring psychology, and we come back to more yodeling, and more oh, and more guys. and more yodeling. But then, but then, but then I was ecstatic because we see Antonio Cesaro deadlift Kane. Into that, you know, like a tilt the world slam. I thought that was awesome. That showed so much strength in Cesaro. Kane is so over strong. 300 pounds. I want to know and, Cesaro's diet. I mean, um, how, is, how is he so strong? I, I, I don't know. He probably eats twice as much as you, I think. Per hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the gym, like six hours a day. Well, no, you couldn't because he's traveling so much. But, yeah, it was just an absurd feat of strength that we saw there by Cesaro. Um, but then, you know, Kane mounts a comeback, hits a big boot, a nice boot on him, and now he hits the clothesline off the top rope, and he's prepping to get ready for the chokeslam, but all of a sudden, we hear AJ's music, and AJ starts yes. skipping on down the ring. Oh, but I, I, I forgot him, and throughout this match, Daniel Bryan and Miz on commentary were almost like arguing with each other to me. It seemed kind of interesting because, obviously, you know, they're both good guys, and and they're arguing, obviously talking about Miz talking to Dan O'Brien about you know the pressure of trying to face a team like Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. Biggie, Biggie, who you don't know how will be. You just know he's powerful because you've never seen him wrestle, and Dolph because he's recently defeated um, Kane and Dan O'Brien in singles matches on Raw and SmackDown. So you know, like they kind of bickering, like Miz pretty much saying, "I don't think you're ready," and Dan O'Brien said, "Oh no, we are ready. We're more aligned, you know, than ever before." And in the midst of that, you know, we kind of see Dan O'Brien's side. When AJ comes out, because she starts doing her skipping thing to try to distract Kane, and Dan O'Brien just gets right in front of her and then starts to, no, no, and does it like yeah. ten times. He does it better than me. Uh, <laughs> Can I just say when I see AJ Lee come out in the ring skipping like that, all I see is Bugs Bunny coming down the ring. That's all I see. I mean, she is super attractive, beautiful woman, but but just this whole Bugs skipping Bunny. thing. Interesting. That's what I see. And it's yeah, all right. It's not a. I don't I, think it's. I tragic. see my future wife, but when you see Bugs Bunny. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Aren't um, they one and the same? You you know that's, oh. that's a valid point. That's a valid point. That hey. was a low blow. <laughs> what are you talking about, Bugs Bunny? You know how much money he's got. I'll, I'll go with that. I ain't saying you a gold digger. All right, come on. <laughs> Our producer is making us go off topic. <laughs> uh, but Kane, but Kane is also, you know, distracted from from this, and all of a sudden he turns around, and you know Cesaro takes him down, and then hits a double stomp on his chest from the second rope. We think that might do it, but Kane still manages to kick out. Yeah, he does. So Cesaro starts, you know, he's he's like, you know, signaling to go for the neutralizer. He's you know cracking his neck and all that. He goes to pick him up. Kane grabs him by the throat, gets back to his feet, choke slam, and this one is over. Kane defeats the United States champion. United States champion. And now, granted, he won on Raw over Del Rio by countout. And all of a sudden, the main event, we see him lose again. And then AJ just kind of walks to the back, and Kane and Daniel Bryan stand side by side so funny. in solidarity. Solidarity. That's the word I was looking for. Going, yes. 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 I won't, I'm not going to yell as much as they did with the no. Um, I'm giving you the reverb. Oh, thank you. They're like my little echo there. So, yeah, so Kane victorious. Kane and Daniel Bryan looking prepared for Dolph Ziggler and Big E with, of course, AJ at their side. And again, who no- and Cesaro appears lo- completely lost in the shuffle right now. Yeah, and we should yeah. mention this is going to be Big E's first time at WrestleMania wrestling. And uh, can I just say he kind of looks like a Nation of Domination reject. I mean, oh, he- he's, a, he's, a, he's a good wrestler from what I've seen on NXT. But, I mean, this guy's tights. Looks like something out of 1998. I don't know why you two have such a problem with his outfit. I like it. It's three sizes too small. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that... That's he, why you like it. I think, I think if it wasn't <laughs> on TV, he'd be, like, butt naked. I think he would, because he has so much, like, body and, 
he's just all body. You know. What Are I you mean? daydreaming right now? No, wow. I'm not. But... <laughs> all right. Well, let's 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 do a little star I'm rating. Star rating on 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 this match, uh, Mr. Cameron Cash. What what do you think? We had you know like a twenty plus minute match between two big men um, on the main event. What did you give it? This match was a good match, and I know that sounds very generic. It had a lot of great grapples, a lot of great holds. Uh, it was a decent finish, although I feel like Kane uh, is pretty much, uh, he's kind of textbook now. You kind of know what his moveset is. I feel like after 10 years, he should kind of modify it a little bit, but it was still very solid. I give it three and one fourth. Oh, God. We're... Oh, no. no. We're not going back to the quarter stuff. <laughs> hey, quarter star is actually very common practice. It was designed by uh, Scott Keith and Dave Meltzer. Okay. Go Hold on, let me get my brain back yeah. there. Um, I'm sticking with either whole or halves. <laughs> All right. Um, that, that's as far as I got in algebra. Whatever floats your boat. I would give it uh, two and a half stars. Whoa. Really? Yes. Why is that? Because it wasn't like my favorite match um, that I've seen on main event in the recent weeks. Um, and I kind of wish that like, they didn't keep breaking it into commercial breaks. And it was more like just the... I don't know. I just didn't like it too much. Hmm. I, like, I, th- I liked a lot of the elements in it, but as a whole, it wasn't something that was truly entertained by, personally. I think this is very interesting, because Corey will have the lowest rating of it. I'm giving this three, uh, three stars. I I enjoyed I thought Cesaro and Kane, I thought they worked well with each other. I thought all their moves looked very well, like, yeah. you know, and all that. We've talked about matches not getting enough time. I felt this one had too much time. And... I could have gone, and because of it having too much time, I could have gone with it having a, a couple less of the rest holds. You know, of like of just like Cesaro just hold him down in the submission for the shoulder. I mean, it's good technical wrestling. I just thought maybe there was a little too much of it. Otherwise, otherwise, I thought this match was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I'm you know again kind of bummed that the United States champion lost again. I don't um, get it. I, I really enjoyed also the jumping. Jumping double stomp on Kane. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it looked Zorro. great. And see a guy that size do a move like that because the last guy who did it in WWE was uh, Caval, who you know was around for a cup of coffee. <laughs> and but I mean, he would do like he was a little guy who did it off the top rope, and he just got so much air, it looked great. But all of a sudden, just Cesaro doing it off the second rope looked fantastic. So yeah, um, but yeah, again, you know, Kane victorious, being a tag team with Mister Daniel Bryan. Um, and he's makes thing like he's been teaming with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I remember when Kane teamed up with X Pac, and they were really really cool. And that was before Kane could even talk. He had this thing like, "My name is Kane." The voice box. <laughs> yeah. so, did you hear what happened to X Pac last week? I did, and it's a very uh, horrifying story. It's over. I, I mean, thankfully <laughs> he's been like laughing about it. Yeah. But um, news statement, like just kind of touching up real quickly. X Pac um, at a, at a, at another show apparently literally tore himself a new one, to put it mildly. By new one, he... We should probably clarify what new one means. It's like his, his buttocks. Yeah, he actually performed, performed one of his, his, his moves, Bronco Buster, and the turnbuckle was not on, and appeared to have ripped himself. Not only that, he said he's supposed to land the Bronco Buster at a 45-degree angle. This is seriously. He's supposed to land it at a 45-degree angle, and this time, he landed at a perfect flat horizontal, what is it, 90 degrees, and well... Uh, well that, thankfully, he's, he's doing okay. He's, he's laughed about it, because this is the second time he's done it. He's actually done this before, but we're glad he's feeling better. Um, X Pac, huh? big, always been a big Sorry. fan of you. What? I'm like laughing, but I know it's, it's like, not I mean, funny. it's <laughs> he laughed too. It's it's kind of a comical injury, but obviously it was a serious injury. We're glad he's okay. Hey, X Pac, if you're watching, come on the show so we can talk about it. But you know something? <laughs> it really goes to show that pro wrestling is. They call it a fake sport, but the the pain that they go through, oh, the yeah. craziness they go through in the ring, is not fake, and. X-Pac, he continued that match. He went through a table after he, he tore himself. I mean, it was just... The footage is on YouTube if you YouTube it. Yeah, if, if you're not squeamish. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's not graphic or anything. Oh, I, right. I, don't, I just know about it. I don't want to watch it. Uh, but meanwhile, back, you know, back to main event, we go and we get a, a recap back from two weeks ago on Raw when Jack Swagger 
um, put the ankle lock on Ricardo Rodriguez, um, causing Ricardo's ankle to snap, mm-hmm. and Ricardo hurt. And then all of a sudden we get to last week on Raw, where Del Rio's having a match with Cesaro, and out comes Swagger, pushing Ricardo around, who, who you know, Michael, I think it was Michael Cole on commentary was talking about how brave and courageous he was for being at ringside with his friend with the broken ankle, and... Um, Swagger getting ready to attack him again. Del Rio fights him off, but just uh, thus causes a countout. Um, Del Rio happens to lose that match. But it's just like, all right, we're watching this again. You know, there's just been so many things. I feel like we've been completely drowned, if that's a good way to put it, with the Alberto Del Rio, Jack Swagger, Ricardo Rodriguez, Zeb Coulter, the separate videos the the mock videos and they've interacted viol- um violently like they've fought mm-hmm. I feel way too many times before their actual match at Mania. I've always been a firm believer in like, you know, the guys can talk and you know do some stuff, but they don't really start like brawling, don't really start fighting issuing punishment until their actual match, like their first actual match happens. So I mean it's this has just turned into you know like it's just been overdone to me. Like hopefully, you know, when we get to Mania, you know, it, they'll put on an exciting match. But so I mean, you're not looking forward to it anymore. Right now, no, I am not How personally. I totally, totally am on the same level as you guys. I kind of warned about this a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that it's just not, there's not enough cheers for Del Rio, and not enough cheers for Swagger. It's just a really. I don't think, I don't think it's even that though. I, I mean, I I just think it's not necessarily the the cheers or the boos, like the audience participation. I think though, like the general audience is similar to us, and the fact is like we've just seen so much of it. But the storyline is just not solid enough. Uh, I remember two weeks ago watching Raw. I think Jack Swagger. It was after he attacked Ricardo Rodriguez for the first time before he broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. And the fans were chanting, USA, USA, cheering with, with swagger. I mean, it, it shouldn't, it, obviously he's supposed to be a heel, so it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's just not enough, not enough jeers for a good old Jack Swagger. I just think maybe so many fans just don't like Del Rio's new music. <laughs> I'd, oh, if only it were that simple. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that simple. Cora, uh, what do you think? Like, are, I'm actually, are you still excited for it? I'm, I'm excited for it. Okay. I, I do uh, agree that there's a kind of a saturation of this and it's kind of played out, but it's a match that I'm still looking forward to. I, I really like Del Rio. I mean, I mean, on paper, like the way these guys wrestle, as far as you know, like the technical wrestling, on paper, this has the ability to be the show stealer, really, yeah. of the main pay-per-view. Like, it has that. But right now, I'm just not looking forward to it. I, I mean, I don't know why. It's just, like, I feel like it's been just, you know, oversaturated. oversaturated I mean, I know, me. I know that they're having, like, these kind of uh, battles on Raw and such, but I think at the stadium at WrestleMania, it'll be even better. At least I have hopes for that. Oh no! So, oh, I mean, they're going to go all out at WrestleMania. Totally There's no no question it. about that. I think that. they're building it up, and yeah, it's a little saturated. But I still think that something to be excited about. And you know, can't wait. You know, to hear what all of our comments are after their match right. at WrestleMania. And you know what? Speaking of hearing about people's comments, you know what? We can hear our fans' comments. iTunes. You are correct, sir. You guys can go to iTunes, look up all the main event uh, podcasts, as well as our other buddies from AfterBuzz for Raw, AfterBuzz for SmackDown. You can. Rate us, hopefully give us a five-star rating, comment, and most importantly, tell a friend. Tell multiple friends. Tell everyone in your school or everyone that follows you on Twitter or whatever it may be. And, you know, to check them out because along with the wrestling shows, tons of other great AfterBuzz shows on there. As well as on the AfterBuzz YouTube page, you can watch us, like, and comment it as well. And also... It literally just happened yesterday afternoon. It was just put up last night. Uh, myself, Corey, Kathy, and Josh from Raw After Buzz all got to take part in an awesome hour-long interview with, you know, like the now real-life superhero Chris Masters. That is available on iTunes and on YouTube. You got to check out that interview. Um, it was fantastic. I heard all yeah, about his career. You did a fantastic job over no, there. Stop it. We all did a great <laughs> job. Oh, and also um, Josh Paget was put in the master lock. Yes. Uh, wow. If you want to see if he survived, watch it. I just heard about this today, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, um, it'll be it'll be great great to see um, see again, and uh, we hope you guys you know enjoy it along with you know we got 
other you know events and other big news coming up. Actually, speaking of uh, John Lovett's comment, a couple we'll talk about right now. If you're in the LA area for WrestleMania, go and you know and watch it. We watch it with us and watch the live podcast thereafter. Tickets there for some reason are not on the website yet. But if you call in, you can reserve your tickets. So if you're in the LA area, want to hang out with us, do so. Um, we're billing to get. We're going to have like all the announcements next week as far as everyone that's going to be there. It's going to be a great, great time. So, so yeah. Hopefully, you all will get to hang out with us there. And speaking of hanging out, this Friday on SmackDown, we find on the main event, we're going to be hanging out with The Rock. The Rock is going to be live on SmackDown. Which you know, not not an everyday occurrence. So you know, they hyped that up. We're excited to to mm-hmm. find out what the people's champ. And oh, by the way, he's still the WWE champ too. I don't know if we remembered that. Um, oh come uh, on, we remember that. <laughs> I had to, but you know, we'll see what he's what he's got to say. <laughs> okay. We um we then get we then get a quick little recap of Triple H from Raw, talking about how he doesn't care. If, you know, if he if his career ends. At WrestleMania, there are no holds barred match against Brock Lesnar. He doesn't care because the bottom line, he's just going to kick Brock Lesnar's ass. And he's... then he starts walking back to the ring. And then Wade Barrett came out. And they recapped this on main event for some odd reason. They recapped Wade Barrett being like, hey, it's my time. Well, main event time, today was a little time bit for of you a, to come. a recap. Well, yeah, but they could have left this part out. Because this part had nothing to do with the Triple H match. Sure. It was just it was just Wade Barrett kind of, hey, all right, my time. Your time to go. And then Triple H gives him what apparently is the most powerful low blow in the history of wrestling because Wade Barrett was feeling it for 20 minutes. Because, like, he came back from commercial and he couldn't, like, on Raw, and he couldn't, like, stand up straight from it. And then, like, he had his entire match with The Miz, not really able to focus because of it. It was a cerebral blow. <laughs> A cerebral blow by the cerebral assassin, yes. That's right. But I didn't really get it either. Like, uh, what, are we going to see Triple H versus Wade Barrett at WrestleMania 30? <laughs> well, we still got a year for that. Triple H, has to, Triple H has to beat Brock to keep his career intact for that to happen. But we will see Wade Barrett at WrestleMania because The Miz, it was announced yesterday on WWE.com, but The Miz you know, officially announced on TV that he's got hit finally got his one-on-one intercontinental title match with Wade Barrett at WrestleMania, where a certain someone on the show about a month ago said that would happen. I have no idea who would have done that, but I'm guessing he's very handsome. And he looks like Brock Lesnar. He is very handsome. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I got a handsome and I got a Brock Lesnar at the same time. Oh, we're talking about you? No. No, I'm totally kidding. Well, he thinks I look like Brock Lesnar for some odd reason. Don't you think so, Corey? He has a lot, like, Minus the muscles and the intimidation. <laughs> I can see you doing and the an money F5. and the fame. You can see me doing an F five. Sure. All right. Well, you got a wrestling buddy here because that's probably all I can lift. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we finally have that one on one intercontinental title match between Miz and Wade Barrett. Although I was kind of disappointed because on Raw, you know, well, I should backtrack. Over the last several weeks on main event, Miz has been talking about he's never had a one on one match with Wade Barrett. So it was like, oh, it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. to set up for WrestleMania having that first one-on-one title match. And then on Raw, they had a non-title match. And Wade Barrett was at a disadvantage from the low blow of Doom from, you know, from Triple H. <laughs> oh, that's a low blow. Oh, that was, a, that was a, 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 monst- a monstrous low blow. And, yeah, so... <laughs> We've been talking a lot about this cerebral blow. I don't know why. Because it was so vicious. Because it hurt way better for 20 minutes. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, like, they just wasted that opportunity on Raw where they could have saved that... Fun, like, they could have helped build that up for that one-on-one match. I mean, again, similar to the Del Rio Swagger yeah. match that has the potential to steal the show, I think this one could, too. Um, because I think Miz, he kind of wants to... I think he personally kind of wants to redeem himself a little bit. Two years ago, he was in the main event of WrestleMania. Last year, he was just in on Team Johnny in that five-on-five tag match. Now he's got the Intercontinental Tunnel match against an v- excellent wrestler in Wade Barrett. And I think, he, they, I think they both really want to prove something. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm expecting a really good match out of that. It might, it might be, like on paper right now, I'm already thinking in my head that could be the match of the night. Over, do you think that this is going to be better than the Del Rio Swagger? I think it could. Hmm. Wait, could. match of the night? You mean you think it's going to be better than Cena vs. Rock? I think I think it'll be. A, I think it. I think it has the potential because every year, you know, you have your main events. You have your Cena Rock. You know, Taker, 
Punk. You know, obviously those matches, you know they're going to give it lots of time because it's going to be like a great, great match. But there's always like that one or two matches that you think like this one could steal the show. And that's really, really, um, hence me going really, but not intentional. Really. Um, going, saying that about mm-hmm. Miz and Barrett. I think they're going to put on a phenomenal match. For once during this show, you Mr. Disagree. Rosenberg. You disagree. I have to disagree with you. <laughs> There is no way this match is going to steal WrestleMania. There's no way. The build-up for it has just been really, really just bland. Like, I don't really care to see Miz vs. Wade Barrett. I almost feel like I'm going to see it on, I don't know, like, uh, what's the new Saturday night show they have? Saturday morning slam? I feel like I'm going to see it on Saturday morning <laughs> I love slam. how you emphasize morning. <laughs> yeah, because the Saturday night show? Oh, you mean Saturday morning slam? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just like a last that. week you mentioned Kamala Mustafa when <laughs> yeah, it was Kama. That was, that was uh, <laughs> kind of a brain fart there. That's, uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll help build up more on SmackDown Raw to get your attention more. We go back. A Matt Striker is backstage interviewing Sheamus for the second week in a row. He pretty much asks Sheamus the same question as he asked him last week <laughs> about, do you trust the big show for the six-man tag team match? You know, and because and now, you know, we know officially big show is the third member of team, um, what, the Celtic Vipers is, I don't know. I don't remember. If that's what they were Excuse going with me, it. I just don't. But. But you know, but Seamus, you know, I mean, you're like, you know, last week I, I'm, I might have been acting a little bit selfish, you know, because if just, if just for one night, for one night, if Seamus, Randy Orton, and the Big Show can get along, then the Shield are in for the fight of their lives, and they're going to get their arses handed to them as he would normally. The Shield say. is still undefeated, right? Shield is still undefeated. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but, but him saying arse to me just sounds so lame. Well, he has to say arse. Because it's no. uh, TV and he's... No, uh, The Rock's saying ass. Uh, Triple H and, says well, ass. And he's uh, Celtic, you know? Okay. so It's part of his accent. Yeah. He's, try- he's trying to say ass, but it just comes out arse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think Spirit uh, looks better, Seamus or uh, Daniel Bryan? Who has the better looking beard? Oh, beard? Yeah. They're completely different They're beards. They're different. Daniel Bryan's has turned into like a work of art because it's like three feet long. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they both have different skin tones, different uh, colors. Well, I'm just talking about beard. <laughs> I know, but that just emphasized. Well, I would. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I, I think Seamus's beard is pretty. For, for a guy who has immense trouble growing facial hair, I think he has an uh, opinion on this beard. He wants to talk about. Well, as you guys can see, I kind of got a five <laughs> o'clock aftershave right now. I haven't shaved for a few weeks, so you know, actually more like few a few weeks, day, few days, <laughs> few days. I'd have to have really low testosterone levels. If it was a few weeks, not a few days. <laughs> Are, is it, are you growing this out? I mean, are we? Yeah, see, uh... so I've been kind of like deciding on a beard if I should maybe grow one out, but I'm not sure if I want to. Well, well, maybe the fans can help you out. Well, you, well, you, well, you know who has, you know who has, like a, a small beard. One Me? half, no, yes, 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 yeah, no. <laughs> one half of the tons of funk. I'm talking about sweet tea. Tens, you know, he's got the little. I got the little beard going. What has happened to Tensai? I felt really Tensai, bad for him. Tensai is back to his hip hop hippo days. Oh, um, and but we but you know this starts out because we have the Funkadactyls come out with microphones. Like okay, they never talk. This will be interesting. Cameron and Naomi. Cameron and Naomi. Cameron looked fantastic tonight, I must say. Um, mm-mm, you know, if, if AJ rejects me, maybe I'll, I'll ask Cameron to marry me. I don't know. Uh, wow, you go straight forward, don't you? Hey, if I get knocked down, you got to go right back up. Oh, look at that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they get microphones, and they officially announced their new team name of Tons of Funk with Brodus Clay and Tensai, and they come out, you know, dancing as they always do to the ring. But we're not about to see the Tons of Funk in action. We're no. about to see the Funkadactyls mm-hmm. in Divas tag team action. Gotta love that. Because we come back from commercial, and out comes the Rhodes Scholars, Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. And, um, you know, Cody's like, wait, th- did I hear, like, he was making fun of their team name just like we were. Did I hear that correctly? Are you really calling yourself tons of funk? And Sandow's like, well, you know, they, they do have tons <laughs> of saturated fat. <laughs> oh, Sandow, you're hilarious. I, I, anytime the two of them grab microphones, I'm all ears. I just love listening to two Speaking of, of funk, I just had a flash funk. <laughs> Do you guys remember flash funk? Oh, yeah. Too Cold Scorpio, man. Flash funk. It was so funky. 
It's like that, that, that was part of his entrance theme. I, I just realized that yeah. they already did this with the whole funk funk storyline. They did it with Ernest Miller too. Wow. Brodus Clay's music was Ernest Miller's in his brief WWE run I years didn't know ago. That. Yeah, There's a lot of repeats. Anyway. I mean, but sometimes sometimes they'll need to you know bring bring some music back because sometimes some music you know works with newer guys that worked with previous guys. Random thing. Remember way back when when you brought up the Patriot? That's right. His music. It was, was Kurt Angle's that's right. music as well. That's right. Random trivia fact for you there. The more you know music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they, but meanwhile, Road Scholars, they introduced the Bella Twins, you know, to come out because uh, apparently, apparently it appears that Cody Rhodes is no longer like talking with Caitlyn when know. that thing that they teased for a little while. And the Road Scholars are just, they're linked with the Bellas. That. And uh, so we got the Bellas versus. Um, Cameron and Naomi. Honestly, I cannot tell the Bellas apart. Unlike the Usos last week, because one of them has the little name tattooed on them. Bellas don't have that, so it's a lot more difficult. There's to... another way you can tell them apart. What is that way? I don't know if I should say it. You can say it. The booby plants. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just didn't remember off the top of my head which one of them got them. <laughs> Either. Oh, uh, that was that was kind of. What? I don't know which one got them. You should be able to tell who got breast implants. No, I mean which which name? I don't know if that was Nikki or Bree that ah, got them. Ah, I see what you're saying. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, our our producer's left. No, I, 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 no, no, I can tell that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I do have eyes. Uh, <laughs> because word on the street is you are the booty man. <laughs> what? No, no, you know what I mean. I, 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 I like a booty, and we're off topic. Oh, yes, we are. Anyways. Return. <laughs> return. Um, but, yeah, they, you know, it's interesting because we start things off with Cameron, um, Cameron versus one of the Bellas. And we're getting, like, a little bit of history about Cameron. Um, you know, like, we find out that she apparently used to be a backup dancer for Flo Rida. Random trivial fact about Cameron. I just think it's incredible to think Cameron, back when we had the last season of Tough Enough, she was the first one eliminated who knew like nothing about wrestling. Mm -hmm. Austin asked her what her all-time favorite match was. She said Melina versus Alicia Fox on Raw. (laughs) And if you think of that entire group from that Tough Enough, she is the only one that's on TV. Yeah. And, and, you know, in a prime role, and now we actually saw Russell, and she did, you know, we know, we've seen Naomi, a lot of good things about Naomi, but Cameron looked pretty impressive, too. She, you know, she took a few hits well. She had a nice Hurricanrana in this match. Um, Bella's taking control, though, working hard on, like, really, like, stretching the neck uh, of Cameron Mm -hmm. quite a bit in this. Yeah, they were working that. And um, but eventually Cameron makes the you know the tag to Naomi, and then Naomi just goes like Rey Mysterio on us, like all like her Karana's jumping clotheslines, drop kicks, just incredible agility from Naomi, and and kudos to the Bellas for you know just taking those shots. Look really like they all looked great. This was an amazing match. It looked like I was watching cruiser the cruiserweight division back in WCW. Right, it was something like Rey Mysterio with Naomi the right. way she was going. Um, you know, and Naomi, you know, eventually Cameron and, again, one of the Bellas. I'm sorry. I didn't know which one was which. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Christian. We forgive you, man. I'm only human. That's, that's your lesson. Uh, that, that's what you got to study. That's my homework for next week. Someone exactly. on the YouTube page will tell me which one got the implants. But don't sure. study too long. Anyway. Um, anyway, all of a sudden, Cameron and one of the Bellas, you know, are out of the ring. And Naomi, with a beautiful run in Inseguri, hits it, like, perfectly and all of a sudden, Cody comes up to the apron and tries to distract the ref. And Naomi just runs over and slaps him before any member of the Tons of Funk can get there. Just slaps him off the ring. But then uh, Bella grabs her. I'm just going to say Bella at this point. Okay. Bella grabs her and does a schoolgirl. But it but kind of messes up because it loses her grip somehow. And then has to result to just kind of flipping around to hook the leg mm-hmm. and get the pinfall. <sighs> oh, it just killed me so much. Seeing that, because, like, you know, the most important things, you know, in my opinion, in a match are, you know, like, the first, the first contact at the beginning and whatever that finishing maneuver is. Mm-hmm. My thing, like, you know, if somehow something goes wrong on the finishing move, you know what? You improvise and you create something else. If, if it got slipped on that, on that schoolgirl, you guys get back up, 
Go for a clothesline sure. duck and do it again. Sure, sure. You know, to clean it up. Because then it could have looked, you know, more pure. Because that was really, I'm just going to go, I'll go ahead and do my ranking first. Since Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Bef- go ahead. Before you do that, I've just been looking at the chat. Just a quick correction. It looks like oh, uh, okay. credits to Osama WWE and Boy Marvel. They say that Naomi was actually the magic dancer. Well, a dancer for the Orlando Magic. Well, ca- Okay. Dancer, I was talking about dancer for the rapper Flo Rida, I believe. I I thought I heard that, and I could have been wrong. I thought I heard that in there, but because they talked about it when Cameron was in the ring, so I kind of gathered that it was well, Cameron. I could I could very well be wrong. Right. Um, but hey, Orlando Magic's my favorite basketball team. Really. I know it's kind of odd, and they're awful this year. But I Are love you the Orlando Magic. Florida. I'm Florida? from Massachusetts. Hmm. And right. I'm not not really big a Celtic fan. Sorry for our fans of Massachusetts. Eh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but anyway, that that finish to this match, I I was ready to give this a four star. Wow! And because I was so impressed with this diva tag team match, and then that finish happened, and and just that little bit brings it down to a three to me. I mean, because wow. because it's just so vital and so important to have that look crisp. Because all of a sudden, like, well, then you really didn't have much pressure. I mean, at least you know if you had to switch and hook the legs, then grab the tights. Or, you know, have, like, someone try to aid, you know, you know, we got obviously got to be quick thinking in times like that because you're not planning on, on a little slip to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it just, I love this match so much. And then that ending just, oh, I was just gritting my teeth after it from that. I can relate to your dismay a little bit, Christian, but in retrospect, you know, originally I kind of did totally agree with you. But now, when I think about it, when I first saw the match... The ending didn't seem that bad. I thought they played it off okay. Overall, that match was amazing. When I was watching it, was it a fantastic. When match. I was watching it, I was thinking, you know, NXT is pretty cool, and I might get some heat for saying this, but I wouldn't mind if they just scrapped NXT and just had a, a divas dedicated show. What about Saturday Night Slam? Well, the, the, <laughs> the kids got to have something to watch in the morning after cartoons. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I mean, and they've talked about that before, like whether it was NXT or Superstars or Main Event or Saturday Morning Slam. You know, thinking about like they've thought about for a long time, maybe just doing a one hour show to really just spotlight the divas. The one problem is right now they don't have enough divas on their main roster to do a full hour show. Um, I mean, as we know, Ryan Katz on on Raw has talked about, it. you know, they got a lot of up and coming you know, divas that are, like, waiting for their chance. I mean, I've been watching NXT. Mm-hmm. There are two girls that really stand out to me that I've seen so far in NXT. Um, one of them is Paige, um, who's this gorgeous, um, like, Brit, who's, like, kind of crazy. Like, she reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you remember, Daphne? No, I don't. Um, she was mainly in WCW. So, like, kind of, like, crazy, like, screaming. Like, crazy. And then there's this other girl named Summer Rae, who, like, if you combined Maurice and Michelle McCool, you have Summer Rae. Like, this just beautiful, tall, athletic blonde, like, with dirty tactics, solid wrestler. Um, well, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the two of them can get brought up immediately, personally. We're going a little off topic, though, but I just, I did want to ask you, though, Kauri, what did you think of the Bella Twins coming back? Um, it was good to see them come back. I, I was more interested in actually watching the Funkadactyls. Really? Yeah. I got to say, this was the first time I actually saw the Bella Twins wrestle. I've had some lapses in my WWE viewing days. Because they're both former Divas champions. I I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) But really watching them wrestle, and these girls are just so... Not only are they attractive, I mean, gorgeous, sensual, voluptuous, but that... I thought their in-ring capabilities, I was really floored to see two identical twins, as unique and rare they are, wrestling together. I thought it was great. So what was your score? Oh, yes. Uh, I gave it three stars. Three stars. Okay. I would honestly, because I gave two and a half stars to the previous match, I would give this one, because it's also a Divas match, a three and a half stars. All right. Okay. Well, there, well, there you go. And, and that's the last, like I said, last match that we had on main event, because we only had two matches um, on the show. But then we get a recap of the, of the Q&A segment that we had on Raw between John Cena and The Rock with the four Hall of Famers at um, the ringside. And um, Cameron, who who were those four Hall of Famers? Because you really wanted to let us know. Hide it. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, well, in, I'm intrigued to hear this. Well, we first had Bret Hart. I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever. 
Yeah. <laughs> I almost want to stop you now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we had Dusty Rhodes. He's like, uh, give me some damn pork and beans in public, if you will. And that, then we, that one was a little better. Okay, Go okay. on. And then we had Mick Foley, bang, bang, with his crazy facial expression. All right, you went back down. And finally. Finish strong, finish strong. Finally, we had Booker T. Five time, five time, WCW champion. Now, can you dig that sucker? See, I think really the only way you could have topped it is if you actually did a spinneroonie. I can't do a spinneroonie. Oh, we have the dance area if you if you ever get adventurous and want to try it. Maybe one day, not today though. (laughs) But yeah, so we get we get the recap of this. More like a replay, but okay, yeah, pretty pretty much a replay. They pretty much showed almost the whole thing. Wow, Chris Mingle on the chat just said, "Cameron, don't quit your day job." Yeah. <laughs> he said it, not me. I might have been thinking it, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> hey, I tried my best. It's not like, you know, it's just for some comedic factor. It's, it's all in good fun. But yeah, yeah but like this this re- recap, pretty much. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, I should say, Cena's part of it. Because he progressively just got angry. Like, you know, we've... T- We've all talked about this on all the like the yeah. WWE After Buzz shows. We don't enjoy hearing comical Cena talk. We enjoy hearing serious Cena talk. Oh my god! And yeah. he just you know like for the first time you know he is just like you didn't beat me, I beat me because for the first time ever with all these cheers and boos and everything you were the first person to get in my head and I want to finish you off with your own finishing move and you know I could have got it done and you're like it was just so ang- and all of a sudden like the crowd was really booing Cena from them. It's just, you know, if there was any moment of, like, the thought of there being a possible, like, heel turn for John Cena, all of a sudden with this promo, it's just like, wow, maybe we're, maybe now we're go- really going to get close to it. I don't, I don't know what you guys thought. Well, I mean, at um, Monday Night Raw, it was 23 minutes over. Yeah. This, and then we watch it again on the main event. Yep. So they're really <laughs> trying to like show something of Cena, and I think he did a great job. You guys smell that? I really like it. That's, well, smell, smell what's cooking? No, no, no. I smell Cena's heel turn coming very, uh, very soon. The way he was puckering those lips, showing so much anger and frustration, something I haven't really seen from Cena. He's always kind of been you know, very uh, politically correct, but this time, it just you could just see it. He's getting almost sick of it, sick of, sick of himself saying that I didn't beat the rock i beat me i think that's what he said right Something yeah like and it almost kind of sounded like a cop-out eh. i mean i mean I in a way that. you in, when, in a way you can you can you can sense that but yeah and, and but the rock you know kind of like clarified it's just like it's like yeah you tr- you try for the people's elbow because but here's the thing you weren't just going for that you were trying for everything because you hit your aa on me and i kicked out and you were shocked you know <laughs> it's just like trying to like bring oh no wait here are the facts you hit your finishing move on me, and I kicked out, and you were shocked, and you were trying to think, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. And not only that, Cena, before that, he was talking about all this hardship Cena's been going through, and The Rock replies, like, hardship? You know, I, I had to, uh, I had, like, what, I had $8 in my pocket at one point, and I had to take a mattress out of the back of an old Motel 6 up in Canada, which God knows, you know, maybe half of Canada slept in that mattress and pretty much turned into, you know, yeah, it wasn't exactly uh, comfortable anymore. But, I mean, it was just like... <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. I mean, that's not hardship. It's, it's, it's disgusting. What kind of uh, comparison was that? That's only reason why. That's right. Yes, family guy. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, so... So, you know, we're, we're getting just, like, a lot more, you know, animosity. Oh, and, of course, that recap ends with The Rock giving Cena rock bottom. Um, with three of the four legends, like, in shock of the reaction. And Bret Hart was just... Wait, wait, yep. Yeah, Except. I was going to say, Bret Hart was just, like, stone face. Like, well, did just, did like, oh, yeah, this happened. I don't know. That kind of surprised me. It was like, why are you not reacting? Well, Dusty, Booker, and Foley were mm-hmm. reacting. Put the mic. Put I mean, put the camera on me for just a second, uh, Stephen. Oh Bret Hart, God! Can he I just tell, tell him he will do it? For yeah, you. I just <laughs> tell you, Bret Hart. Bret Hart, if you're watching this, man, stop being depressed. Look, the screw job didn't happen last night, man. This, you, you just look so sad. Be happy. Be jubilant. I mean, you got your whole life ahead of you, and just to see him not react when Rock did that rock bottom on Cena was just, it was just really sad. I'm sorry you were sad. 
I love Bret I feel Hart. Bad. I read his book. Bret Hart's my all-time favorite wrestler. I quoted him Aww. in my high school notebook. My ver- yearbook, sorry. My very first live event that I ever went to, uh, actually, um, in about a month, will be the anniversary because I keep track. April 27, nineteen ninety, Springfield Civic Center, Springfield, Mass. Main event: Hart Aww. Foundation versus Demolition. I had front row seats. Bret Hart gave me a shades. That made me wrestling fan for life, and Bret Hart is God to me. So you are here because of Bret Hart. I'm in the world of wrestling partially because of Bret Hart, yes. So thank you, Bret Hart. i got to know, what do you do with those shades? They are still at my home. And he signed them? No, he didn't sign them. He, like, you know, like pre-match, how you put them on the head. Sometimes he signs it beforehand and gives it. Uh, No, these were the gray ones. These weren't the pink ones. Oh, wow. Like old school. Man, if you sold that on eBay, you could get, like, God knows how much money. I ain't selling those. What are you, nuts? (laughs) But, yeah, but that, that pretty much does it for... For main event, and now next week would be the last main event before WrestleMania, and normally, normally like that last week, other than Raw, is usually just shows that are recapping, building all the feuds. So, I mean, if there are any matches on main event next week, obviously we'll cover them. But prepare for next week for pretty much an all rest pre WrestleMania prediction edition of main event after Buzz, because you know we'll run through all the matches. And you know, we'll finally hear kind of you know what we think, and then we'll come back the following week and see who was right and who was wrong. So, but yeah. But on that note, Cameron, how can people talk to you? You can talk to me on Twitter, people. You can follow me at L A X Pose. No E before the X. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. And you can follow me at K A O R I O U S on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, everywhere. That's me. All right, I'm gonna try to do this real quick because I have a, actually like a few plugs. First off, you can follow me at C Rosie V O C. Uh, number two, I'm actually gonna be filling in for Afterbus Smackdown this week for Rick. So um, you should normally be watching that anyway. But hey, check me out this week because <laughs> I'll be there. Check him out. Um, also, April 26th, live on iPay-Per-View. A company I'm proud to work for, the Insane Wrestling League, is back with a show called Won't Back Down. Main event includes former WWE Intercontinental Champion John Morrison. He will be there, and you can watch it live on iPay-Per-View. And if you have a Roku, you can watch it off that. Go to theiwl.com for details. And also, um, Ryan Katz, he sells mustache mood rings. I've actually never mentioned this. I have Christian Rosenberg t-shirts. I've made about 30 of them. I only got about, like, six left. And, you know, if you want to actually buy one support, Professional Wrestling's Voice of Choice, why not, right? Eh, hit me up on Twitter, and I'll give you more details. On that note, that's pretty much all my plugs. I know I slammed them all in there at once. Cameron, Corey, thank you guys so much. I'm Christian Roseberg. We will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.